Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel proclamation comes from the Old Testament reading of Amos chapter 8, verses 4 through 7, and serves as the basis of our theme for the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. Remembering, living, loving, and saving us. Listen to this. You won't believe it. The wealthy are perverting justice and breaking the law to intentionally oppress the poor. Amos tells us in chapter 2 of three transgressions in particular that the unrepentant rich were perpetrating on the susceptible underprivileged. Judges were taking bribes that deprived the impoverished of righteousness. Also, the poor were mistreated despite the mandate that the vulnerable of Israel was to be protected. Finally, even their clothes were being taken from them unjustly. In chapter 5 of the book of Amos, in his prophecy, it didn't get any better. The penniless were exploited by unfair taxes, and they were left unattended when they came to plea injustices committed against them at the city gate. It was so bad that verse 4 in today's Old Testament prophecy hints that had the unremorseful rich been left unchecked, the needy might have disappeared altogether, thanks to the efforts of the very ones who were charged by Yahweh to prosper them. If there was partying at the expense of the pitiable, the prophet Isaiah had a dire warning they would have done well to heed. The mirth of the tambourines is stilled. The noise of the jubilant has ceased. The mirth of the lyre is stilled. No more do they drink wine with singing. Strong drink is bitter to those who drink it. Their days of taking advantage are coming to an end. Maybe sooner than they think. The unethical capitalist is indeed much maligned in our culture today. From the greedy slumlord, to the sneaky insider trader, to selfish simpletons taking over prosperous companies only to sell off the company for the money and escape with the money to offshore accounts while pensions were defunded and hard workers lost everything. We have seen the news peppered with these rascals. Some have been fined exorbitantly by housing and urban development in an effort to improve the living conditions of the lowliest in our society. We've seen the Bernie Madoffs of the world hauled off to prison with their hands cuffed behind their backs. And we've even seen those offshore accounts frozen and appropriated back to the victims while the thieves ran from the long arm of the law. As the FBI used to say, they always get their man. So what happened in Amos' day is no stranger to our contemporary context. 
When God says they're looking to crash the market by making grain so scarce they can drive the price of a bushel sky high, we know exactly what it is like to have shortages of oil, durable goods, and the necessities for living at prices higher than they should be when demands are high and supplies are low. And we wonder if anyone is cashing in excessively while we struggle to make ends meet. When politicians work sweetheart deals for family members or kickbacks to campaign contributors, all conveniently paid for by the taxpayer, we're not fooled by this wholesale corruption. When scammers jam up our voicemails with claims of credit fraud, investment fraud, or bank account irregularities, we calmly delete the message knowing full well the con being carried out is on our phones. When God says they use the poorest of poor for slave trade, we know that modern slavery is co-opting with the entertainment industry to catch the young starlets at wit's end when they don't make it honestly holding them in captivity with drug addiction and abuse so they have no way out without help from those who will step in, rescue, and rehabilitate the destitute. When God says the unrepentant rich take what is set for the poor and use it for increasing their own gain, we too have watched lotteries enacted gambling approved, and sin taxes passed, all in the name of helping the poor and improving public education. We also know it is frequently abused and misused for other pet projects, while the people paying for all those allowances, again, are the poorest among us. So none of this is new. And if you didn't know, you probably know There's not much we can do about what has been done thus far. There will always be the poor, and there will always be the evil ones who will take advantage of them. But what many people forget is that God sees everything, and God forgets nothing. Some of you might remember Easter Eastern Airlines from years ago, now a defunct airline since the 1980s. Marcy, my wife, and I were intimately acquainted with the company and its demise when we met and lived with our good friend Van Martz when we first moved to Florida in 2000. In a nutshell, Eastern Airlines was a company that struggled with poor labor relations intransigent management, and high debt burden. Clashing personal goals by top leadership on both sides left the most vulnerable with no jobs and little or no severance or pension to speak of. As someone so eloquently put it, watching Eastern go down was like watching a Greek tragedy in which everyone knows what the outcome will be. But those who could were not willing to change to keep it from happening. Well, Van either had the memory of an elephant 
or maybe a smidge of the memory of God himself. Because let me tell you, in infinite detail, my dear friend Van didn't forget what those leaders did and how thousands of his humble peers, just like him, suffered at the whims, the rich, and the powerful for it. I think at one time or another, all of us have been on the receiving end of someone making a decision that cared little for our well-being, profited greatly from our demise, and we will never forget it either. We watch the bold and the beautiful ignorantly striding through life, grandstanding their legacy of maverick manipulation and selfish ambition, while all the while, all they really accomplished was the end of prosperity for the meek under their authority. We also knew there was absolutely nothing we could do about it. No amount of emailing, texting, and calling our congressman accomplished a thing. No amount of effort laid up in grassroots networking achieved anything but fundraising for someone else. We were taken advantage of, and nobody cared. No preacher, president, or even the Pope himself turned an eye to the injustice that was laid upon our meager means and lost opportunity because we could not possibly pay the price their responsiveness necessitated. If you've suffered because of unrepentant sinners in power, God saw it, God knows it, and God will rectify it. In fact, God saw it in his deprived children, and he came in the flesh to be with his suffering daughters and sons until the shameless and powerful brought that visit of our God-man to an all-too-brutal end on the cross. But that suffering of our incarnate God was not just another impoverished, helpless, hopeless, needy person being nailed as a criminal in crucifixion. Rather, it was the Almighty God remembering. Remembering the pride of Jacob when he made the covenant with us to be our God so we could be his people remembered by him forever. Remembering God created us, then because of sin, lost us. And because of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection, restored us to everlasting life with him. And though all others may forsake us, he will never leave us alone. Not only does God remember what the wicked did to us, he remembers the wickedness done to his son to save us. Not so we could stick it to the man, but so the son of man would be stuck to the cross and risen from the dead. So we would always remember who lived with us because he loved us and wanted to save us. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus always. Amen.